Hey everybody, welcome to our final night of worship of the 2020-2021 school year. This has been by far the craziest school year we have ever had as a campus ministry, and maybe in your life, uh, masks, virtual classes, in-person classes. But anyway, we're so glad you could join us uh, tonight for our final night of worship. We've been going through this theme called Makings of a Messiah, which is just walk through 15 scenes of Jesus's life. And so this last one is kind of like his peace out moment where he's going to ascend into heaven. And he has some words for the disciples, seven words that we're going to cover. And tonight I'm so excited that you're going to hear testimonies from uh, our two of our graduates, Alyssa Kane and Eric Christian. I cannot wait for you to hear from them. The biggest thing that I've probably taken away from this semester as a whole has been just how compassionate Jesus was and how intelligent Jesus was and is today. And my head and my heart are so full. Uh, sometimes you think maybe my heart is going to be attached to my faith in Jesus or my head's going to be enthralled. I feel both of those have been impacted by the gospel. And I hope tonight's message really encourages you in that way. So buckle up. We're ready and we're excited that you're here with us. Uh, we'll be uh, reading from Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 to 20. Uh, then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you, you always, to the very end of the age. Awesome. We'll also be taking a look at Acts chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons, or that the Father has, that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. Hey everybody, uh, just, let's just jump into those two scriptures. Uh, there is another one in Matthew or Mark chapter 16 as well. But let's just focus on these two scriptures. And just seven words really had jumped out to me as I was reading through there. And maybe they were interesting to you as well. We can't spend a whole lot of time on each word. But I think each of them has something specific to say to us that'll be helpful as we wrap up our time in Makings of Messiah. And then the stories from Alyssa and Eric are just going to drive it home. And I'm so excited for you to hear once again what they have to say. The first word that really stood out to me as I was kind of going through here was this word doubted. It said that the disciples were gathered together with Jesus, that they, were, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Uh, the Greek word for doubted here is distadzo, which there's only one other time that this appears. This Greek word appears in the New Testament, and it is when Peter is walking to Jesus on the water. He begins to sink when he sees the wind and the waves, and he cries out, Lord, save me, and Jesus pulls him out, and it doesn't put his foot on his head. He pulls him out of the water and uh, he says, you have little faith. Why did you distadzo? Why did you doubt? Why did you hesitate? And we need to know tonight, before we get started, any of the other six words 
that there is room for you here if you are doubting tonight, if you are hesitating to go all in when it comes to your faith in Jesus, or maybe you've believed in Jesus for a long time and just having a hard time recently. You need to know that there's a space at the table. There's a place in the room for you, just like there was a place in the room for these disciples who were hesitating, who were doubting. That encourages me. The second word that really stood out to me is the word go. Jesus says, go into all the nations, all the nations. He go everywhere. And this is a very interesting word because it is literally translated as, as you go, as you go. So this is the neat thing that this isn't a treasure map that Jesus gives us and he says, X marks the spot and that's where you need to go. He says, as you go, uh, X is the spot wherever you are. And that is the, the place that Jesus is calling you to share the gospel, the good news. That could be in Indiana. It could be across the globe. But everywhere we go, we're supposed to have these things in mind. And this is a very uncomfortable word for us. And it may shake us out of our comfort zone. But this is what Jesus has commanded us to do is to go. And as we go to do these next few things we're going to talk about. The third word is disciples. Disciples. And this, this word disciple is kind of a funny word. We may not use that a lot in our language today in everyday conversation. But it literally just means a student. Make students. Make pupils. Make people who are going to follow Jesus and it's funny that that comes before, actually, uh, when he says about baptism, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, there is something powerful uh, to all of us when we decide to follow, to become a student of Jesus. And I think that's kind of relieved some pressure when we're doing evangelism. Or even with you, maybe you feel like you're not quite ready to go all in. Well, the, the first thing we're supposed to do is to make students of Jesus and learn everything. One of our, our main statement on our website, when you first go to csfiupy.com, it says, uh, we're a Christian organization at IUPY that's dedicated to obeying Jesus Christ. And that's what that is. is if he is the teacher, I am going to listen to him uh, because he knows the way to eternal life. And the students, I think you probably get that. The uh, fourth word is the word baptize. And of course, we have a lot of, we've done a lot of teaching on this in the past, but um, when someone decides to confess Jesus as their Lord and Savior and to, and to commit their heart to Him, to give Him everything that they have, they, all the time, they were baptized in the New Testament. And Jesus, He says that this is so important. Uh, to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What's so special about that? The idea that we're, when we're baptized, we're surrounded, uh, this is from Dallas Willard, we're su surrounded in a Trinitarian reality. That is what it is to be baptized, to give everything. I've been studying about Jesus. I've been learning from Jesus the teacher as one of his students, and now I'm ready to go all in. I'm ready to give my entire life uh, to this thing called Jesus following or Christianity, uh, whatever you would like to call it. And so that is a very important step. If you haven't made that step, we'd love to talk to you about that. Uh, the next word is, the fifth word is teach. So uh, this is very, very important for us as well. Uh, everything that Jesus did, 
he would all the time he'd be healing and teaching. This is the same word that's used over and over again in the Gospels when it describes what Jesus was doing when he was teaching his disciples. He was teaching them. He was rising early in the morning and teaching them. And so we are never to stop learning. Uh, I was just talking with one of our staff members earlier today, and, and he was. I was just joking with him that when, the older you get, the more you realize, the less you know. You think you're going to attain this degree. You think you're going to come to some kind of arrival and think that you got everything figured out as you get older. And then you just realize how much you need Jesus, how much you still need to learn how to obey Jesus every single day. The fifth word is comes from Acts chapter 1 that Alyssa read, and it's the word power. Power. Um, I think this whole, this, all this call may seem overwhelming to you, and you may think, ah, there's no way I can live up to what Jesus is asking me to do. Here's the neat thing about following Jesus, that the Bible is very clear that if God asks you to do something, he's going to give you everything you need to accomplish what he's asked you to do. And here it uses the word, you will receive power from on high, which literally they're going to receive the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. It's going to enable them to do the things that they never imagined that they would be able to do. And by their own strength, by their own power, it would be impossible. But with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit working and moving in and through them, uh, they can do it. They can do this mission that Jesus has asked them to do. And then the last word that Jesus uses that really stood out to me is the word witnesses. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, uh, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In Indianapolis, in Marion County, Kentucky, <laughs> and to the ends of the earth. Uh, we are to be his witnesses. This, this Greek word here for witnesses is the word martis in, in the original language in Greek. And it is the word for martyr. Um, Jesus was going to call his disciples to their eventual death for following him. John, the apostle John was the only one to die that we know of, of natural causes, and he was exiled to an island, to, uh, not a pleasant end for his death. But we need to know that following Jesus is about making our lives be the testimony. Our lives are the testimony. So when we're to be his witnesses, Everywhere we go, everything we do, even if we have to die for Jesus, this is what we're willing to do because we are his witnesses. We are the ones that are showing with our lives who he is, what he is about, and how much Jesus loves the entire world. He loved the entire world so much that he died on the cross so that we could be saved. And so I hope these seven words really hit you as hard as they hit me. And I'm really great. I'm really grateful for Alyssa and Eric sharing their stories. So get ready for what they have to say as well. Uh, hi everyone. Uh, I'm Eric, and first of all, I I like to thank God for giving me this opportunity to share my story. So I would like to start it from the point when it all started getting crazy in my life. So uh, it st it starts in 2017. Uh, I was doing well uh, in everything, like I had a job and a good life and little I knew at that uh, on that day that everything is going to be turning upside down. Uh, that morning I got a call and uh, I came to know that my girlfriend was getting married uh, within a month 
to someone else and i don't want to go into details but it was like uh, depressing and i went into anxieties and i was shaking uh, i was going through severe anxiety after that and it didn't stop then and i used to keep praying and reading bibles so that i i could get relaxed uh, because other than reading bible i was just getting anxious uh, i lost my job and it was really bad so and uh, i wasn't able to even apply for jobs or anything even if uh, i would apply uh, i would not go for the interviews so i would not go for like social gatherings and i started cutting myself off from everything and uh, uh i came to know about uh, motorsports degree uh, being offered here at iupy and i don't know why but i just wanted to get into this program and so for studying here i need to uh, give gre exams and toefl so i just enrolled for it anyway and i was feeling calm and relaxed so that was the moment that i felt like i am out of anxiety and it was just uh, like gathering up and the next day i had severe anxiety that i could i could not eat for like my, uh, several days i got weak and <clears throat> it was very tough for me to even like think about going out of my house and so my parents talked me out like just to consult doctor and we were praying that all this ends so i met doctor and uh, he told me everything that i was going through and i felt relaxed so uh, after a week of medication and lots of prayers i was finally feeling relaxed uh, i was finally able to like think i was finally able to find my peace and since then uh, i have been like uh I, i have never got anxious after the, after that uh not even like uh having fear of like what will happen because i believe that god is with me uh so uh i just want to say that the that was the moment in my life when i wasn't able to go out of my house and i just want to praise god that right now i have been in us away from my home like uh 8000 9000 miles away from my home and i have spent two years here and i have never felt alone because our god is with us and i really praise him so one thing i want to tell you all is that uh it was my like lowest point point in my life and i never thought that uh it could do any good to me but god is using it right now like for his purpose and even that point when i thought my life was pointless uh, he is making worth it just to encourage others uh, so i just want to tell you that if you are going through anything like that just believe in god that he'll do wonderful things from it that's all thank you hey csf um my name is elisa kane and i will be graduating in a few weeks and um 
I'm studying finance and international studies, but today I wanted to share my story with you about how the Great Commission has kind of turned my life upside down and how by the grace of God, um, it has not turned out the way that I originally wanted or even expected. So um, I vividly remember the first time that I heard a teaching on the Great Commission that really cut to my heart. I was an eighth grader. It was right before my freshman year of high school. And I was at a summer conference and they were talking about the Great Commission. And in that moment, um, when you hear the Great Commission and you know go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, um, I took that and incredibly, um, I, I had such a responsibility and such a burden of like, Lord, that is, that is your calling on my life. And if the truth be told, that's the Lord's calling on all of our lives. Um, but I took that in a very literal sense of this means that I'm going to be going into ministry or I need to go grab my passport to hop on a plane and pack my bags to go be a missionary. Um, and while the Lord may have that in store for me later on in life, um, it definitely did not turn out the way that I expected. So as I headed into high school, I definitely thought that that meant, okay, so we're going to get ready to go to Bible college. Um, and so this is funny. I, I wrote down what I wanted in a college. And just to give you an idea of how funny the Lord is, um, I wanted to go to a school that was at least three hours away, that was not in the state of Indiana, was not a state school, um, had less than 10,000 people as their students and was preferably a Christian school. And if you know anything about IEPY, um, that hits none of the marks. <laughs> um, and so I was, I was planning to go to this school actually in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and a month after I had kind of settled on that school, I'm now a junior in high school and the Lord, um, I actually visit my brother here at IEPY and while I'm here, the Lord just kind of stirs my heart and it doesn't make sense, right? Because IEPY is everything I never wanted in a school, um, but it's everything that the Lord had for me. And it was such an incredible thing that he provided. Um, and so as I was touring it, um, God opened doors for me to be um, enrolled and admitted to the Kelly School of Business, where I've gained a finance degree. Um, and in that, you know, I wrestled for a while of like, Lord, this great commission and ministry, and there's all these people all across the planet who haven't heard. And what am I doing at a state school in the middle of Indianapolis? Um, and, and God just really humbled my heart just because um, I, I have an idea of what his scriptures mean and he knows exactly what they mean. And so he's taught me so much over the last four years about what it actually means to fulfill that great commission. As Andrew mentioned earlier, um, you actually literally translate the Great Commission as you go. And God has taught me so much about what that means as far as as you go. So as you go to your classroom, you get to make disciples. And as you go to the grocery store, you get to make disciples. And as you go back to your dorm rooms, you get to make disciples. Um, and in some sense, that made the Great Commission so much more approachable, so much lower barriers because guys, if I know anything about our generation, we're always on the go. Um, but here's the other hard thing that I had to really repent of is that 
if we're gonna be honest, and I don't know if I can say this word, but it, it made it a lot less sexy, right? Um, because we all want to do the really incredible thing across the other side of the planet when God is calling us to small and simple obediences in our everyday life. And so if this is something that you're thinking about um, and you're just kind of questioning, what does it look like to fulfill the Great Commission where I'm at right now? Um, I want to encourage you in this way, um, especially if you're, if you're still going to be at IEPUI in the coming years, really press into your friendships, get to know people, take them out to dinner, grab drinks with them, get to build community with people who are non-believers, share life with them. And over time, they're gonna recognize um, Christ in your life and they're certainly gonna have questions. And then as you go out into the world and for people in my position who will be starting a job in the next couple of months, uh, it's a call to live above reproach and to continue to go uh, with excellent work ethic. And as people notice us in our workplaces and they see Jesus in our lives, we're still gonna get an opportunity to share the gospel in God's gracious timing. Um, and so these are some of the ways that God has changed my, my understanding of the Great Commission and has opened it up so much more to what it actually means to be obedient to the Lord in the everyday lives. Well, as we close out our time together, we're just going to like invite you to make a decision to follow Jesus. And uh, Alyssa's going to pray for us. And then actually, Erica's going to close us out in, in his uh, uh, kind of the street language of where he's from in India is Gujarati. Um, and so he's going to close us out with the Lord's Prayer. And uh, that language um, he knows so well. And uh, we, we just want to invite you. Um, we've been going through the life of Jesus, been studying uh, what it was like for him to interact with people, uh, to make a difference. He didn't just say to, to us to, to go and step in to this great commission. <laughs> he said, hey, I've shown you what this looks like on a day-to-day -day basis. And even though he was in Palestine and we are in the United States or wherever we might be today, uh, that is still applicable to us today that Jesus is wanting us to go, like Alyssa said it so well. So if you have never made that decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to, we want to invite you to, to take that step of faith tonight. And um, no better decision that you could make. Please go to csfiupi.com slash baptism. It's not just about baptism. It's got a lot of information on that page about what it means to believe in Jesus, what it means to become maybe a student of Jesus for the first time, well, maybe what it means to uh, get baptized or to repent of your sins. And so check that out and uh, feel free to reach out to us too if you have any questions about what it means to follow Jesus. But as our Lord ascended into heaven, and, and actually in Luke it says that he extended his hands and he ascended into heaven as seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so we cannot wait till we join him, but until we do... <laughs> We have to get busy. So Alyssa, how about you close us in prayer yeah. and then uh, Eric close us in, in the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, let's pray. Um, Father, we are so thankful um, for the good news of the gospel. Um, we are so thankful for um, each of us in our own lives, the people who brought us the gospel and helped make us students of Jesus. And for anyone who may be hearing this gospel for the first time this evening, um, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, break down every barrier to entry um, and give courage to step into what it would look like um, to be in a beautiful and everlasting relationship with Jesus. 
Um, Father, I pray for our students this week as we head into finals week. Um, God, in a very real and practical sense, as we are still students in our daily lives, I pray that you would give us um, just the energy to get it done, um, that we would work hard and that we would have excellence in everything that we produce this week. Um, God, we just thank you and we praise you for this evening. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, these two are going to head out into the, the great unknown with Jesus. And we're so excited to see what happens next. Hope you guys have a great night.